Graven the Hunter. This week I'm being joined by my by our editor and producer, Mr. Moon, to discuss who he is. Hi. So, what do you know about Craven the Hunter, Mr. Moon? I've never even heard the guy. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not surprising. Craven the Hunter is one of those characters where he's definitely in the comics he's a big deal and he always gets like recognition in any cartoon portrayals of Spider-Man, like any cartoon series of Spider-Man, Craven the Hunter is arguably like his top 6 villains. Top 6 villains, huh? Uh, mostly that's a joke on the fact that <laughs> Spider-Man has a team called the Sinister Six. <laughs> and that like an enemy like that the group of enemies that like go against him. So yeah. I'm like with Spider-Man he gets a t- he gets an extra one. Ooh. So Craven the Hunter, let's uh let's get into it. So also by the way, if you like the episode, give us a like, share, follow, and you know what? Why don't you uh stick around and subscribe? So Craven the Hunter, let's get into real world. So Craven the Hunter, Sergi Dmitri Simastevich Kravenov. He's a Russian, yeah, character. So this character is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, debuting in The Amazing Spider-Man issue number 15, August 1964, as an adversary to the superhero Spider-Man. Which, honestly, I won't lie, I didn't know he was that old. That, yeah. I was thinking maybe 80s is when he showed up. <laughs> he has since endured as one of the web slingers' most formidable foes and is part of the collective of adversaries that make up the Spider-Man's rogue gallery. He And yeah, he is one of the few... Like I'd say he's probably one of Spider-Man's most dangerous adversaries just because like he this guy as we'll discover later on in the episode this guy's big about like hunting. Huh. So in Craven's first appearance uh, he refers to Spider-Man as the most dangerous game, a direct reference to the 1924 short story of the same name in which General Z- Zeroff, a Russian big game hunter and primary uh, inspiration for the character hunts people as sport. And Spider-Man not only being human, but also being, like, a super human would be the most dangerous game. Yeah, it'd be uh, quite a sport. Also, if anybody out there hasn't read The Most Dangerous Game, I recommend giving it a good read. It's pretty solid for a short story. Yeah. All right, I'll pick it up. Craven is typically portrayed as a renowned big game hunter whose goal in life is to beat Spider-Man to prove himself as the world's greatest hunter. Though he is often overconfident in his own abilities, which he likes to boast about, he possesses a great sense of honor and treats his adversaries as equal until proven otherwise. That's interesting. He, honestly, Craven, especially, I think the best portrayal I've ever seen of the character, my favorite portrayal, is in the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon. And yeah, the character is, a, is unique in the sense, like, he's not... He's not he he's not trying to rob banks he's not just a villain he's literally he wants a challenge he's bored yeah he's bored he's a he's a <laughs> he's an aristocrat he's bored. oh great 
So because of this, Craven has sometimes been depicted as an anti-hero and has teamed up with other heroes, including Spider-Man, the Avengers in uh, the Avengers of 1959 and Squirrel Girl in the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, 2015-2019, right? Which we've done an episode on Squirrel Girl. We have. Go check that it out. That was fun. But yeah, no, he's uh, he's definitely unique in that regard. Like he has teamed up with heroes. He's not just a villain. So he's not a bad guy to be a bad guy. Yeah. He's just looking for like, he, yeah, he just wants a challenge, a proper challenge. And we'll get into, we'll get into that when we go into the real world to show kind of how he works with some of these groups. Yeah. All right. The character is widely regarded as one of Spider-Man's most formidable enemies and has gained considerable attention from storylines such as 1987's Fearful Symmetry, Craven's Last Hunt, 2010's Grim Hunt, 2015 to 2019, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl's Friend Craven, and 2019, Hunted. So yeah, he's going to be probably our most unique villain we've done, I'd say. So in 2009, Craven was ranked as IGN's 53rd greatest comic book villain of all time. The character has appeared in numerous Spider-Man media adaptations over the years, including animated series and video games. Yep, that's another thing. He also does show up in quite in a few of the video games. He's a, he's a bit of a pain character to take on. <sighs> I mean, I've played so many of the Spider-Man games. I just, I just don't know why I haven't don't remember hearing about Craven. I think he doesn't. I think his first real video game appearance had to be probably. I want to say, I can't even remember. It's one of the ones where you play as multiple Spider-Man and that, like from different realities. I think it's Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, of course, the one I didn't play. (laughs) All right. The character first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man issue 15 of August 1964 and was created by writer Stan Lee and artist Steve Ditko. Who, if you follow us long enough, Steve Ditko, definitely a mainstay character, or mainstay uh, artist of Marvel. So that's kind of what we got for the real world. I couldn't really find any info on his inspiration as far as, like, why they chose this type of character. Or, like, who they may have been inspired by. But given how long ago it was, I'm sure it was just, it was probably... Spider-Man is a bad guy. Yeah, and it was probably inspired by the book that we mentioned, by the short story, uh, Most Dangerous Game. Yeah. So let's get into in-universe. Sergei Kravinov is a Russian immigrant, the son of an aristocrat who fled to the United States with his family in 1917, after the Russian nobility was uh, decimated by the February Revolution and subsequent collapse of the reign of the of the czar nicholas ii so a little bit of real world thrown into their into their story which i like (laughs) yeah a little bit of blend of real and fantasy i always love it when they do that (laughs) kravinov found he had a great talent after finding employment in kenya africa kravinov began his career using typical tools of a hunter but over time he developed a preference to take down large animal with his bare hands oh yeah this guy is definitely one of those, like, he's not a slouch. Like, he's one of those characters where you, when you first hear about him, you first meet him, you're like, oh, just a 
you know, a nobleman who just uses guns to kill animals like Halbrand. And then you find out it's like, oh, no, no, no. He's like going out there and taking. And choke out an elephant. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so after meeting a voodoo witch doctor named Calypso, Kravenoff took a herbal potion which enhanced his physical prowess, giving him the strength, speed, and senses to match a jungle cat. The potion also extended his life, keeping his health and vitality for years to come. And that explains why he's able to take on these animals by hand. Oh, 100%. And also, kind of like, like weirdly, they kind of, they've incorporated that into a few of his incarnations <laughs> in cartoons. <laughs> Craven was approached by Nick Fury while relaxing with his then-girlfriend, Namora, on a private beach on the Emerald Coast of Florida in 1959. Fury wanted the pair to join his Black Ops team, codenamed the Avengers. Interesting. Yep, there was technically like an Avengers team before the Avengers ever really assembled. So Craven was trained as a hunter, largely by a mysterious man named Gregor, a mercenary who once battled Kazar. Craven was at one point the lover of the voodoo priestess Calypso. Oh. So that's kind of how he got his powers, as we found out a few lines before that. <laughs> Interesting. During this meeting, it was revealed that Craven and the fellow recruit Victor Creed, a.k.a. Sabretooth, had previously met in Africa, prompting Craven to shoot the mutant in the chest. So, yeah, and those of you who don't know who Sabretooth is, uh, kind of the rival of Wolverine, so, you know, healing factor. Uh, so it didn't do anything. It tickled. Yeah. So Fury told the pair to put aside any differences between them if they wanted to be part of his team, which they agreed to do. These new Avengers then traveled to Helsingborg, Sweden, where the Red Skull and his newly formed Fourth Reich we're trying to create a new super soldier formula because it all when it comes oh he's all what red skull why you keep trying <sighs> can't have a superhero comic without a super soldier formula right while searching for the red skull the group came across a nazi captain america imposter craven was ordered to continue hunting for the skull while many of the other group members stayed to deal with the super soldier which, yeah, it's one of those, like, a Captain America imposter, still probably pretty skilled. Might need a few of them to take him on. So, Craven found the Red Skull and fired at him with his sniper rifle, but shot the soldier standing to the skull's right. The hunter couldn't believe that he missed a target like the Red Skull's big red head. To compound things, he then accidentally shot Sabretooth as he pounced on the skull, temporarily taking him out of the fight. Oh, come on. First, you got a target that's literally painted red for you. Right? And he misses. And then he doesn't have... He accidentally shoots Sabretooth. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, like, we... He's like, it was an accident. I'm like, was it? Given your rivalry, was it? Accidentally. <laughs> After Nomura captured the skull, Nick Fury took his briefcase and told the rest of the group he would meet up with them later before disappearing for over a month. I'll get you guys later. Which, 100% Nick Fury. So, when he reappeared in autumn of that year, Fury gathered the team together at the uh, uh, Stork Club in New York City to celebrate a job well done. 
During the dinner, Craven and Sabretooth resumed their rivalry once more, with Craven shooting him in the face before he was berated by Namora. That's all that happens. He gets a slap on the wrist. (laughs) (laughs) I do love love that, though. Like, that's got to be one interesting rivalry if one of you just, like, has that healing factor. Because you know you can kind of just do anything to them, and they're going to be fine. But it's so one-sided, though. True. But, I mean, Craven does also have that serum that he, like helps him maintain his youth. Yeah, gives but... Gives him pseudo-immortality. Yeah, but not... I mean, you couldn't lop off an arm and then it grow back. True, true. So, yeah, a little one-sided. Yeah. After the meal, the members each went their separate ways with Craven and Namora heading to their houseboat docked in the 96th Street Boat Basin. Here, the pair continued their argument over Sergi's behavior and were just able to make up when their boat came under attack by a submarine bearing a skull-shaped blazon on it. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, basically, we're going to get into that. So Craven was able to destroy the sub by shooting a large amount of ammo crates on his own boat, which that's got to suck to lose your boat to that. I thought he was going to take it down by his bare hands. <laughs> uh Fury soon reassembled his team after realizing that many of the members had come under similar attacks. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, you mess with the Red, the, the red Skull Hydra organization isn't dumb. They're going to know who was involved. They're going to probably seek vengeance. Which seems like a waste of resources, especially when you know that the people who came after you are just hired guns. These aren't real superheroes who care that what your organization is doing. They're just there for a paycheck. Seems like a waste of energy and resources to go after mercenaries. Who you could possibly just go up to and be like, hey, so you know how you attacked us for money? Yeah. Well, how about you join us for money? (laughs) I mean, mean, you still get money. Yep. You're just not against us. (laughs) So... This led them to eventually taking down the group called Icon. At some point, the notion of big game hunting began to bore the hunter. So his associates, who later revealed to be his half-brother, proposed to Craven that he hunt Spider-Man, and thus gave Craven new purpose in life. Yep, uh, so this, uh, his brother's basically the chameleon, And the chameleon has had to deal with Spider-Man a few times, so I imagine he's just getting his big brother involved to to deal with it. Okay, so he leads Spider-Man to Central Park with the help of the chameleon, who disguises himself as Kraven to use himself as a decoy while the real Kraven ambushes the hero. Despite Kraven having weakened Spider-Man with a poisonous dart, Spider-Man prevails in the end. Spider-Man proves a frustrating quarry because Kraven continually underestimates the superhero's resourcefulness. That seems like such a rookie villain mistake to do, just being uneducated or underprepared for who you want to take on. Right? I mean, look at Bane. He oh. basically knew Batman inside and out. True. But Kraven, I feel as though... I feel as though Craven kind of went at this thinking Spider-Man would just be like a normal hunt like he didn't really he didn't necessarily like he stalked him but he didn't really learn everything about him he just thought his normal tricks would work to wear him down and clearly it didn't i wonder if also it was oh he's just a kid yeah with like extra strength he's not that smart exactly Eh. 
Craven becomes a founding member of the Sinister Six when he accepts Dr. Octopus's offer to form a team to fight Spider-Man where they capture Aunt May and Betty Brant. He attacks Spider-Man in Central Park with three tigers. Spider-Man easily fights off the attackers and secures the next clue to where Aunt May and Betty Brant are being held. After Aunt May and Betty Brant are rescued, Craven the Hunter and the rest of the Sinister Six are arrested by the police. You know what the name like Sinister Six? I couldn't take a group like that seriously. <laughs> Ooh, they're just gonna play pranks on you, bro. It was just a prank, bro. <laughs> Which I feel as though Spider-Man probably makes quips like that to them. Given <laughs> given Spider-Man's quippy nature, I'm oh, sure he's made that joke. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so shortly afterwards, Craven was contracted by the Green Goblin into killing Spider-Man. But upon reading of the Goblin's uh, apparent demise, he set out to find out Spider-Man's weakness by manipulating a few of his comrades into attacking the wall crawler. The behemoth known as Rhino, the carnivorous cold-blood lizard, the original vulture, and his rival, Rhaenyra Blackie Drago. I actually don't know that character. Huh. But, yeah, no, um... I mean, so now is when he's starting to get smart. Now he's like, he's like, I'll send some other people, let them wear him down, see what his weakness is, which Spider-Man, fun fact, does have a like kryptonite-type weakness. It's literal bug spray. Really? Yeah, because, um, and like some people probably like, well, bug sprays can hurt a human too. I was like, yeah, but Spider-Man has a healing factor. It dampens his healing factor and messes with his spider sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's got the genes from a bug. I yeah, I know. That that's but... the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, anyways. Wow. As time passed, his aggravation, combined with his inability to run the superhero down, further destroyed Craven's sanity. A long time ago, he faced Deadpool, who was in possession of the Venom symbiote, confusing the Merc with the mouth of Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, which uh, makes sense because Spider-Man was pretty known at this point for having a black suit and also the Venom symbiote for a bit. So makes sense why Craven made that mistake. So then he tries to fight Deadpool and probably got mopped. Oh, especially Deadpool with the Venom symbiote? <laughs> oh, yeah, no chance. Oh, jeez. I will say, though, like speaking of Craven kind of starting to go insane, it does, like Craven at one point, refuses in his early career to use guns when hunting animals simply because it's not a challenge. That's why he fights them with his bare hands. Spider-Man is one of the few times when he starts to have to break that rule because Spider-Man is just beyond him. So he's like, well, I guess we'll bust out the, the rifle. Yeah. So when Craven realizes that wasn't Spider-Man, the alien gained control over Deadpool's body and suggests the hunter to use guns next time. Yep. This is when we start to see him like, like break his own rules. It was interesting that uh, Venom is the one that suggested it to him though. Venom's a little hurt by Spider-Man right now. He's a little butt mad. Yeah. Venom and Spider-Man have a pretty... Venom, Spider-Man, Brock have a pretty abusive relationship. Uh, go figure. Right? Driven by the idea, he hatched a scheme that actually defeated Spider-Man and seemingly and uncharacteristically shot him. Considering his, en considering his enemy effectively dead, 
Craven buried him alive. You and, know, that reminds me of uh, uh, Indiana Jones oh. and the sword guy. Yeah. The sword guy is just, you know, whipping around his sword Wait, and then he just for shoots him. So, you know, Spider-Man's the sword dude. I will say, too, this is one of the... Um, Craven's one of the few characters who can say he straight up beat Spider-Man. That's just so unfair, though. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Spider-Man's gone, uh, gone against plenty of enemies that used weapons and guns and such, but just be like, oh, this guy only uses his hands, and then out of nowhere, just bam, gotcha. <laughs> right? He got bamboozled, Spider-Man. Kind of a bit of a dirty trick, I'll admit. So... After this, Craven donned a copy of Spider-Man's costume and sought to prove that he was superior at his enemy's activities. He brutally attacked and beat up criminals, uh, culminating in 15 men in the hospital and one kill. A single-handed, uh, he single-handedly captured a minor supervillain, Vermin, who Spider-Man needed the help of Captain America de- to defeat. So, I mean, I feel like he kind of proves his point there. Yeah, but he has such a hard time beating Spider-Man. That doesn't make any sense. If he had such a hard time beating Spider-Man, why is he able to do Spider-Man, you know, butt-whooping so easily? That, that just doesn't track. Well, here's the thing. Here, uh, Spider-Man is consistently holding back. So even when he's taking on crooks and villains, he's not trying to hurt them. Craven doesn't care. <laughs> so Craven's just like walking in there. He's like, I'm going to break bone. I'm going to break bone. <laughs> Maybe some backs. Yep. <laughs> Baining up the villains. <laughs> Wrong universe. <laughs> After that triumph, Spider-Man was soon revived from the tranquilizer dart he was actually shot with and dug his way out of the grave. Craven greeted him and explained that he made his point about defeating his enemy. Then he released Vermin and told Spider-Man to pursue him. Convinced he had finally regained his honor, the deranged Craven left a note for the police confessing that he impersonated Spider-Man and took his own life. Whoa. Yep. His final hunt. He was... Craven just wanted to prove that he could take on the most dangerous game. And I feel as though he did that. Granted, he had to really push himself. <laughs> I would like to see him try to take on Thor. Right? I doubt he'd be going after a god. But that's the ultimate game, a god. That kind of would be. Not a, not a web-slinging teenager, come on. I mean, it's kind of what Lobos does a few times in the DC universe. Uh. But Lobos is a bounty hunter. <laughs> so after Craven died, the chameleon was revealed to be Dmitry Smerdikov. Craven's half-brother, personal servant, and victim of Craven's abuse. And yet, according to um, according to the chameleon, the two were best friends nonetheless. Craven was temporarily resurrected and used as a soldier by a mysterious villain. <laughs> so yeah, even after Craven dies, he's not he's not allowed to rest. <laughs> Poor guy. Craven's family, headed by his wife Sasha Cravenoff began facilitating the return of Spider-Man's villains to wear him off while also hunting down other Spider-themed people, including Madame Webb and Maddie Franklin, as part of a plan to resurrect Craven and restore the glory to the Cravenoffs. So basically just spitting on his grave. Ah, uh, yeah. The man was done. He, he, he succeeded in his life goal. Let him rest. 
than that. So family had other plans. Apparently. So when the Cravenoffs caught Spider-Man in a trap at their New York estate where Craven had been buried, his clone Kane managed to take him off the table and steal his costume and impersonate him to con- uh, confront the Cravenoffs on his behalf. Because apparently his clone knew, like, Craven doesn't want to be brought back. Huh. Oh, interesting. Right? Craven was disgruntled with his family for returning him, a sentiment exasperated when he found out that Kane had taken Spider-Man's place and had corrupted the ritual, cursing Craven to become unable to die unless it was by the hand of Spider-Man. Oh, jeez. Which, wow, right? That's awful. <laughs> Which, honestly, out of all the heroes, <laughs> Spider-Man definitely one of the ones I wouldn't want that cursed to be affected by well because spider-man kind of has a no kill policy yeah and then also the interesting part is you know craven didn't want to come back to life why would you curse him to be stuck forever alive i mean i feel like that wasn't intent i feel like the cursing him to be forever alive wasn't intentional (laughs) i don't know i feel like that was kind of a well they didn't know like who they were sacrificing they thought it was spider-man so I feel like that wasn't part of the ritual originally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Spider-Man then attacked the estate to save the kidnapped Spider-People and kill Craven, but was convinced otherwise by a vision of a dark future shared with him by Arachne, who had been passed down Madam Web's precognitive powers after Spider-Man refused to kill Craven despite his pleas. The Cravenoffs escaped. So... Yeah, Madam Web is an interesting character that we'll have to do an episode on. Uh, she basically is able to see different future timelines from for the most part. She's had different reincarnations. I don't really know very well about her comic book version. She sounds like a mantis. Being able to see different universes and timelines, different futures and such. A little bit, a little bit. But she, I think her stuff is more attributed to the spider people. Um, so yeah, but that, that's a rough, that's a rough one for Craven. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty suck. Craven took his family to the Savage Land, where the hunter wanted his family to be hardened by the jungle to earn the name of Kravenov. He killed Sasha when he, when she objected, and then murdered Vladimir out of pity for his return to life. Yeah, Craven ain't messing around anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty upset, too, if I got brought back from the dead against my will just to find out I've been cursed and I could never die unless a teenage mutant decided to off me. Right. When he has a no-kill policy. So Anna agreed to Craven's terms and hunted down Alyosha, uh, who attempted to walk away while in the Savage Lands. Craven came across Agent Venom and attacked, believing that Venom symbiote, which he regarded as Spider-Man's dark spirit, would be able to end his curse. Upon learning his opponent was handicapped, Craven was outraged and attempted to kill Flash outright <laughs> to assure his honor, but was carried away by a giant bat. <laughs> okay, who is Agent Venom? Ooh, okay, so you know, I don't know if you know, uh, Flash Thompson was one of Spider-Man's childhood bullies in high school. Yeah. Well, he joins the military, he becomes a better person, and at one point in the military, he loses his legs. 
uh, and that. So they find they uh, the Venom symbiote and him become a thing. We'll have to do a whole episode on Agent Venom. But yeah, he basically he's he works for the military, but he uses the Venom symbiote to like help him walk and do things. Oh, okay. And that and it's also it gets real. His story gets real dark. Ooh, we have to do an episode on him. I'm down. So, okay. That's kind of what we got for Craven. Um, he's still probably prowling around the comics right now, but uh, that's kind of his history and brings us to, you know, current day. So let's get into powers and abilities. Craven's got a few. So superhuman strength. Uh, he's capable of lifting approximately two tons. However, due to his fighting experience, his strength is just enough to go toe-to-toe with the likes of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's strength, like, is far superior than that. He never really makes... Well, I guess there's a couple of times in the few select movies where he really demonstrated the power he had. Like stopping the New York subway train or holding together the ship that was blown apart. Uh, Or um, in the Air of the Spider-Verse movie when he stops that collider thing. Yeah. He just, like, puts a hand up. I was like, yeah, no, Spider-Man's, like, scary strong. Yeah, and he just holds back too much. Exactly. So he also has uh, superhuman speed. He's capable of running and moving at speeds greater than even the finest human athlete. At his peak, Craven could, uh, Craven could spring short sprint. Dis- or sprint short distances at speeds of up to 60 miles per hour. Which is still not as fast as that mole guy that could do 100. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also has superhuman stamina, which, you know, I feel like that's self-explanatory. Superhuman durability. Uh, though far from invulnerable, Craven's body is somewhat tougher than, and more resistant to injury than the body of an ordinary human. He could withstand great impacts and blunt force trauma, such as being punched and kicked by Spider-Man without injury. But I'm pretty sure, like, because I remember... Um, there's a in the Superior Spider-Man comics when Doc Ock takes over his body, he oh. clean rips the jaw off of Scorpion when he punches him. Oh my god! And Scorpion is a care isn't exactly a slouch character. No, yeah, because yeah, Doc Ock takes over his body and he's trying to be Spider-Man. He fights Scorpion and he's like, "I'll take him out," and doesn't hold back and just clean rips his jaw off. Holy cow! So just to kind of give you a Side by side. Yeah. Uh, Superhuman agility, superhuman reflexes, and also extended longevity and enhanced senses. So even, like, basically, he has, like, the smell, like, he can smell on the equivalent level of a, a like, a greyhound. um, and these, uh, the longevity and the enhanced senses more come from the fact that he took a serum. So he's, uh, despite being in his 70s at the time of his death, Craven had the physical appearance and vitality of a 30-year-old man. I need that herbal elixir, right? too. <laughs> I take that. <laughs> Uh, ability. So he's an experienced combatant, uh, weapon specialist, expert marksman, master tactician, strategist, master hunter and tracker. He also has an, uh, advanced medical knowledge and master animal tamer and minor occult knowledge. 
which makes sense for you know especially because he was dating um dating a voodoo priestess i imagine you know if you're dating someone you learn a little bit about their career I want to call baloney on the master technician or tactician and strategist because how many times did Spider-Man thwart him? Yeah, but as we found out early on and that, he is a bit overconfident in his abilities. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so let's get into other media. Take us away, Mr. Moon. In TV, he appears in an episode of the Marvel Superheroes in 1966, which prevented him from appearing in the 1967 Spider-Man. Huh. It's, wow. I wonder... I wonder why that would prevent him. I don't know. A single... Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, recording issues or something. I can see that. Scheduling. Or, I guess depending on who has the licenses at that point, too. I guess. TV uh, gets weird. TV is beyond weird. He appeared in an episode of the 1967 Spider-Man. Spider-Man and his amazing friends in 1981. Spider-Man, the new animated series, The Spectacular Spider-Man. And Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2017, and Avengers Assemble. In film, Craven is set to appear in his live-action film debut in the upcoming film Craven the Hunter later this year. I'm real nervous about that movie. Yeah. Sony doesn't have a great track record with live action Oh, God, it's with Sony? Yep. Same people who, uh, it's Morbin time. I know. And then (laughs) they are like, oh, look, people like Morbin. The movie that flopped twice. I don't know. Sony. I just wish Sony would let go of Spider-Man. Same. I mean, they're killing it with the Into the Spider-Verses. Yes, that is probably the best movie they've made in an incredibly long time. Like, but... their animated projects are nailing it. Yeah, that, Stop that... with the live action. I know. Leave that to Marvel. Right? It was confirmed by director Mark Webb that Craven's spear appears in the end credits scene with the intention of being in The Sinister Six and The Amazing Spider-Man 3 before being canceled. Interesting. The Sinister Six had their own show? No. It was... Uh, so, The Amazing Spider- Spider-Man, the two with um, with Garfield. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there was supposed to be a third one that introduced the Sinister Six, including the Venom symbiote. Oh. And that... But they it got canceled, to which a lot of us were like, we liked those movies. Why did you not? <laughs> they dropped the movie like Spider dropped Gwen. accurate (laughs) director john watts stated he was interested in craven appearing in spider-man far from home and became a backup plan in case the original intentions of a multiverse didn't work out to which his silhouette appears in no way home we got to see if we can't find that. I was going to say, because there are a few villains whose silhouettes appear in the sky. Like, Rhino was one of the ones that appears in the sky. Oh, geez. All right. And uh, alternate universe-deplaced versions of Kraven appear as prisoners in Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I don't remember seeing that. I haven't seen uh, Across the Spider-Verse yet. Huh. Because okay. Across the Spider-Verse is the second one. Yeah. You saw it? 
The animated one? Yeah. Not yet, no. Okay, yeah, that's the one that's talking about, the okay. second one. Oh, okay, okay. Because they, they actually have, like, yeah, a prison with all the, like, kind of vil- big threat villains and stuff, I guess. Uh, all right, and finishing off with video games, he was in Spider-Man 2, The Sinister Six. He appears in tie-in games for the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He is in the PS2 and PSP versions of Spider-Man. Web, Web of Shadows. Web of Shadows, that's the one. He appears in Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Yep. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Oh, what? And of course, Lego Marvel <laughs> Superheroes 1 and 2. Of course. <laughs> and he's set to appear in Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Okay, heck yeah. Man, I, I need I need to play. I still have not played any of the new PlayStation <laughs> Spider-Man games. Neither have I. I want to, though, uh, man. Like, they yeah. look so good. They look amazing. I would love to play a Miles Morales version of Spider-Man. Ooh, yeah. I've heard good things about that game. Because, uh, uh, yeah, he appears in the new spot in the new PlayStation games. Does he? Yeah, he's a playable character. I want. I forget which one. But in the new one, too, even coming out, I guess he's one of the playable characters, I think. Awesome. Right? So, folks, that's kind of what we got for Craven the Hunter. Um... I guess I'll ask what I ask every week. Uh, you a fan, Mr. Moon? Well, I can't say I don't hate the guy. I mean, it's kind of impressive that most of his career, he just likes to beat things with his bare hands. Right. And not being evil for the sake of being evil, and he has a sense of honor. That That's kind of cool. You don't actually see that a lot with villains. You really don't. And I'd, I'd argue, like, he's probably one of my favorite villains, especially from the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon. That like they do a great job of portraying him as like yeah he's a hunter yeah yeah he has no real ulterior mode he's not just he's just out here he's just like man I just want a challenge so yeah I'm a fan too for anyone that's still listening if you got something out of this enjoyed the episode or even liked the character before from a movie a comic cartoon hell even that T-shirt that you saw one time you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.